This is Bounce Up, a series on mental wellness and resilience in collaboration with the University of Pretoria's Student Counseling Unit. TexFM 107.2, this is indeed Bounce Up, the time where we come through and we have chat on mental wellness. My name is indeed Bokang Gianni and I am joined with Jodel Tantage. Hey. And with us today, we have Ntabi Seng, who is a psychologist, rather, at the Student Counseling Unit. Yes, Hi. and we also have Anissa, who is an intern counseling psychologist at the Student Counseling Unit. Thank you so much for chatting, well, just sitting down with us so that we can have some good conversations today. Indeed. And of course, today, the topic we're having is on, you know, talking about family relationships and gaslighting. And last week, we actually had chats on gaslighting. So Ntabi Seng, could you kindly remind us or just give us a young recap on what gaslighting Gaslighting is basically gaslighting is being manipulated psychologically into doubting your own sanity mm. and that can be done through different ways where a person you are relating with they lie all the time they never they said they distort reality they plant seeds of doubt in what you do and what you say and basically they make you feel doubtful about your own reality and your own feelings they minimize everything that you think that you feel and that you do sure mm. yeah and while you're talking like i'm just thinking about how like in family and with like relationships with our family members this is like so real but mm. we don't realize it especially if it's coming from your parents yes. right who invalidate your feelings or gaslight mm. you so why do you think that parents specifically are so prone to gaslighting and invalidating their kids' feelings? You know, from, from my perspective with parents, it's basically because they, they want a sense of control. Remember, when you gaslight someone, you want to control them. So it's basically to control children, to believe their own thoughts and their own intentions than to believe in themselves. And secondly, it's because of their own insecurities. If a, ch- a parent grew up with some insecurities, they'll remain with them for as long as they haven't dealt with them. And because of that they translate into actions in terms of how they parent their children so you start manipulating their reality and you start uh, manipulating what they believe in and the third one may be the fear of the unknown if i don't control my kids what will happen to them because i went through it i was not guided i didn't know what was happening so i must give them some controlled environment to grow into and for me to control is to hang around a crowd of doubt and fear Hey, that's mm-hmm. heavy. That is so it heavy. Is. But I want to know as well, well, like even with with that conversation, because we do grow up, we all, all end up having our own beliefs and everything like that. So how do we get to a place where respectfully, you know, reparent our parents in this day and age and how we operate, how we think and all that? So the question that we're asking about reparenting is the wrong one. I think the one that we should be asking is then how do we teach our parents how to treat us? Because when we use the phrase reparenting, we're trying to meet a need that is ours. And so when we use it in conjunction with our parents, we're trying to meet their needs. And those are not things that could benefit you in the end. And so basically what we should be asking now is how do I let my parent know how to treat me in the space? That means... I need to identify my own need because if I'm crying out and I need a certain need met, how is the other person supposed to know if I don't know? Mm-hmm. So we need to figure that out first because even your parents are people and you need to accept that um, they're going to come from their own experience perspectives and experiences at the end of the day and you need to acknowledge that as much as you are asking them to acknowledge you and your position and so in that case you are validating yourself and you are also validating your parent. I have a question. I want to know then how do you communicate with a parent who sees no issue with their problems because that's really hard trying to get through to somebody who sees nothing wrong with what they are doing. Firstly 
work it out for yourself with yourself as well like for instance that you're going to do it with respect and you're going to do it with understanding and the first understanding is that your parents are probably 20 years older than you which means whatever informed them in terms of their values and their understanding of life is different from you and how you see life now is different from how they see life from their own perspective so you start off from that once you are there it's easy for you to actually go into their space and say talk to them from their own perspective ask them questions from their own perspective and say in your times how did you handle one two three how did you deal with this problem because at this current point in my thinking we are going through certain problems that you guys think you must apply differently mm. so you have a conversation with them in terms of challenges they experienced and challenges that you experience now and how you think they should be approached from your perspective as compared to how they approach it from their own perspective so you combine the two perspectives mm. and meet halfway however i know the parents who are going to say to you no but you're a child you don't know anything my parents yeah. say that yeah. to me all the time <laughs> you don't know anything i know i've been there yes. but the only difference that you'll bring is that yes I understand that you've been there, but you haven't b- walked the path that I'm walking mm. because it's a different park. You walked in a different park that had roses. Mine has cauliflowers. Mm. So when you garden the cauliflowers, it's different than when you garden roses. Mm-hmm. So basically that. Definitely. I'd like to say I definitely agree with that. And uh, it goes back to acknowledging what you can change and what you can't change. Mm -hmm. And it goes also back to being empathetic and really listening Mm -hmm. with intention. Because when you come to someone with, you know, whatever it is that you're coming to them with, you need to also understand that they're a person with emotions much like you are. And so it doesn't need to only be a one-sided conversation. It needs to be, let's work together here. We acknowledge it. Just because I acknowledge it doesn't mean I agree. It doesn't mean I view life the same. It just means I'm willing to work with what you're bringing to the table. And here's what I'm bringing to the table. So let's figure it out. We did get some voice notes that came through people having questions. So let's listen to it. How do you deal with gaslighting from family members? Because it's tricky because with friends, you can just ignore them. You can cut the person off, but it's not the same with family. And a lot of the times when you tell family members that, their behavior or conduct is making you uncomfortable they don't really address it it's seen as a joke how do you move on from that while getting your point across oh interesting question mm, it is, it's, it's a very interesting question uh, but we have already spoken about the first part of it uh, we can look at how she can deal with how they minimize uh, what she says by joking around it and basically just acknowledging the fact that when a person jokes about your genuine feelings they're actually minimizing them and they're trying to say to you they're not important so you you make your own decision around there whether you want to pursue making them understand where you're coming from or you actually leave it because sometimes trying to pursue your point of view with family can actually cause more damage than actually build so you make your decision from that point that these people won't actually understand what i'm saying but this is where i'm i'm operating from so by making that decision you'll be able to know what resources you have to use to be a better person within yourself remember everything that happens to you you also teach other people how to behave around you so from then onwards you teach your parents how to relate with you by not saying a word, by just behaving. Just to add to what Ntabiseng had said, like definitely you need to take time and space for yourself in order to understand as much as she has said. And also you need to identify the kind of boundaries you need to set as an individual. Could you give us an example of a boundary that we could set with a parent? 
Let's say you have a parent who likes to barge into your room, even unannounced. So I think when you're a young child, especially living in your parents' household, there's a lot of fear around saying, well, mom, please knock. However, at the same time, I feel like if you back up what you're saying, mom, I'm not being disrespectful. I'm not doing anything sinister. And the only thing that I would like you to do is to please knock when you enter my room. I feel like that is a conversation that when you're coming at your parents, you're polite, you're providing um, backing for what you're saying. And also you are not being confrontational or demanding in a sense. And so the parent would find it much easier to understand you in that sense and to ease into the concept of you having this boundary no matter how small wow wow i'm taking notes in this session hey but of course we've got another voice note let's hear what they have to say um i just like to ask like what would you do or what do i do if i um tell my family about all the mental health issues that i'm going through but they do not give me the support that i think i need like what do you do when your family doesn't support you the way you wanted them to support you when you tell them about um everything that you're going through uh, in answering a question where your your family doesn't understand your mental problems or things that you're going through, it's always important to educate them about what you're going through. For instance, if you are experiencing depression, for instance, educate them that this is what you're going through and because of your medication or because of the treatment that you're going through, this is how you're going to respond to certain things. Things are not going to be as normal as they are used to. But you make them understand that why there is a change in your behavior, why there is a change in how you talk or how you do things. So once you get them to understand where you are and then you start taking them through the journey that you've been through since you started going through your mental issues. Is it bad then if like you just like this is just a battle then I have to deal on my own but like there's help from other sources but then just not like i guess putting pressure on yourself or feeling bad that like you can't have your parents along that journey with you you know that's saying that some things are better left unsaid mm. that's how i'm going to answer you uh, when you feel too uncomfortable and when you think whatever you try to do with your parents they can't listen or your family don't understand where you are then you choose to, de- to to be quiet about it because it doesn't serve you. It doesn't make you a better person. The most important thing is for you to feel good about yourself. As long as in the middle of that, you are getting help from somewhere else. Mm. You are going for your therapy sessions. Uh, you are talking to your friends. You are uh, uh, creating an, a healthy environment for yourself. Even if it's outside of your family members, it's still okay. You know, It's still okay to take care of yourself. It's still mm. okay to be selfish because mm. you are your number one custodian. So if you don't take care of yourself, no one else will. Yes, also just to add on to that, um, I think a mental health journey is such a sensitive and sacred journey that um, you need to take all of those things that I mentioned into account. Does this really, really benefit me? And when you give yourself the time to actually accept the relationship for what it is, you will stop now thinking about what it should be like a parent should be there Mm. um if you understand that for example untabi saying is like this and she will never change you will never then want to put yourself in a position where you are at her mercy in a sense because you're already not okay and now here's this person bulldozing in on your journey and invalidating and minimizing it even further when you need the support more than ever and also just to end it all I don't think 
family is always blood related. Exactly. You know, it yeah. support systems. It's those around you. It's yeah. colleagues. It's those who take time to actually want to get to know you and understand you as a person. Mm. Now, the question I have, because um, I hear us speaking a lot about uh, parents, but as youngings, hey, we give, we, go, we take our parents through the most, right? Mm, and I want to know at times where we, when we do disappoint our parents, whatever scale that may be, how do we get to a place where, you know, we deal with the guilt of disappointing our parents? And also, how, do, how can we help our parents to go past that? Because especially in a lot of families whereby you do a mistake and then you're always known yeah. as that one who, who crashed my car. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So how do we deal with all that? You know, the first, the first point is that you basically accept that it was a mistake on your mm. part. And after accepting that it was a mistake on your part, you also understand that you don't have to judge your past based on your present because those two are different. When you are doing that thing, you're probably 19, now you are 24. Yeah. You are better equipped at this point. You think better. So you can't judge that past based on now. However, you're acknowledging that it was a mistake on your part. You're acknowledging that relationships were affected by that. You're acknowledging that you are looking at it from a different perspective and you have grown from it understand that you can easily then go to your parents and talk about it with your parents and say that mistake if they keep repeating it that you are responding to me now as if i'm still 19 i crashed a car three years ago i am now 23 i haven't crashed a car i'm making different mistakes so that's that mistake that happened i learned from it i wish you could all learn from it. i learned that i mustn't steal a car and therefore, I will never steal a car again. So when I ask for your car now, I'm doing it as an adult who understands the consequences and repercussions of driving a car at night drunk. Mm. So yeah. I'm a different person. Yeah. So basically, understand and acknowledge the different circumstances that informed the situation that arose at that time. Yeah. On yeah. the topic of expressing yourself, a lot of us might find that very difficult. Mm-hmm. Would you then, like, some ways... Could you possibly suggest to us on like how we could express to express our feelings to our parents? Because like yeah. in my head, I was thinking like maybe even letter writing. Like instead of you sitting down and talking to them, because that can be very very intimidating mm-hmm. and scary. Then maybe just like write a letter on like how you feeling and then send it to them. I don't know if that's very send practical. an email. <laughs> send an email. <laughs> or maybe that sometimes it works. That's what I always say to to students that. You don't need to formalize everything when you want to talk to your parents. Sometimes it's something that you do while watching TV. There are a lot of soapies and stories on TV that actually relate to difficulties that some people go through. Mm. You actually bounce in the idea while they're watching that and actually put in what you're going through yourself through what they're watching. So it can be anything. It can be a letter. It can be a text message. As long as you communicate what you're communicating to your parents clearly, you state the problem. You state how it affects you, you state how you think it may be resolved, and you ask for their opinion on that problem. Furthermore, you also understand your parental dynamic and where you fit in the relationship. And so I think you would understand what works best within that same dynamic for you to be able to communicate more comfortably with Mm. your parents and whatever that is for you you need to make it work for you at the end of the day because the point is to build not to destroy and so in whatever manner that makes you feel like you've built up a safety net where you can divulge this information that's really sensitive to you it's best you do it in a way that's comfortable for you can you just please give us a tip that we can just take with us into the week 
Remember that when you were younger, you didn't have control over the things that were happening in your life and you didn't have an understanding of healthy boundaries. Mm. But now as an adult, you have such control and understanding because you have equipped yourself. And so you should take that with you no matter where you go. I love that tip. Um, I would say you are starting a new journey. You're a young adult, so you are redefining where you want to go. So take control, be responsible, and remember you are recreating your life. Thank you so much, Ntabi Sengen and Nessa, for talking to us. It has been such a great conversation. We hope that you enjoyed it and gained a lot from it. This is Bounce Up, and do not forget that your feelings are valid. Thank you.